So Josh and I were talking to a colleague of ours lately, and he was talking about the space race. Now, both Josh and I were not around for the original JFK says, before the end of the decade, we're going to put a man on the moon. Right. This guy remembered it. And we actually had a really good conversation about it because there's a lot of things to be said about what happens when there's a fervor for something like the space race. Right. The challenge, right? The pushing yourself. The challenge. Yep. So let's talk about that challenge today as we launch out onto the loop. Josh is shaking his head at me. Today on Curiosity Continuum. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> This is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive new notifications of content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiositytune.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. All right, folks. So Josh and I were having a conversation uh, with a former NASA astronaut the other day. What's fun about this podcast is that you find yourself talking to people just in conversations about stuff that inspire the things you hear here. So the conversations we have are inspired by other conversations usually out in our life. Yeah. This was a quite, you know, a nice opportunity just to talk to somebody like this. In our growing up in central Minnesota, we probably never would have thought like we'd be doing that, but it was a lot of fun. And one of the things that happens is when you have done something and innovated it, then people try to like support the thing that was creative in the first place. And we kind of are in this arc right now where a lot of private business is trying to reinvigorate that same type of creative innovation that happened back in the 60s when everybody was trying to get to the moon. Yeah, so how did you want to approach this episode, Brian? Did you want to talk about that, or did you want to kind of push it forward to what's happening today? Unequivocally, yes. So okay. here we go. <laughs> okay, so let's let's start back in the past, right? So after, J- it wasn't even after JFK's speech. Like, if you are a, a student of even just, I would call it modern history. I mean, it's not that far back. It's like 60, 70 years back. There was a race to get to space. It was really pretty much the United States and Russia. That was pretty much it. And it was kind of deemed in the in the idea of both civil, both countries as like a democracy versus a communist country, right? So it was like, it was bigger than just getting to space. It was like, oh, who's going to win? Who's going to do this? And so after, like in the 50s, the Russians successfully launched a person. Yuri Gagarin, and he went in, he was the first person to orbit the Earth, go into what we would consider space, which I can't remember the name of the, for some, 
just escaped me the name of the line. They call this certain elevation you're in space. And he went there, went around the earth, right? Even if he didn't do a full revolution, I think he did. In fact, he comes back. He is the first person to do that. So they have the upper hand, right? Before this, the Russians had launched several satellites, Sputnik, Sputnik 1, Sputnik 2. They launched several. I mean, they were outpacing the United States by a lot. So JFK has a speech. And everyone gets on board. Everyone. They love this guy anyway. So he talks about this and in such patriotic terms, you know, and, and, and it just got people on board. And the fever, the fervor of it just infected American life. Everyone wanted to know, oh, when are we going? How are we going to get up there? Are we going? And JFK was smart enough to realize we just can't go to space. He goes, we're going to that big rock you see up there every night. We're going to the moon. And so he put a destination and he put a time limit on it. He was smart enough to realize that creative people were going to get us there, but they needed a constraint and they needed like, I need to get there, but I need to do it in six years. Not just, oh, I'm going to get there whenever. Because if you say whenever... To a creative person, <laughs> that's me. That's my procrastination button pushing on overdrive. I'll wait, you know. <laughs> I'll figure out how to get there, but we ain't going there for, you know, 25 years. So at least he got that. And he got an entire country on board with him. And it just it ignited that curiosity, right? Ignited that let's, yes, we can attitude. And we did it. And America was the first and still is the only country to land actual people on the moon. Is that a good primer for the past, Brian? Absolutely. Please give Josh LeGrew a, <laughs> a round of applause. I did folks. skip some big things, but I think I hit all the major touchstones that I needed to hit. Well, you hit, you hit the, the main points of it. Now, here's the thing where um, if we fast forward to today, we think about generations go, oh, yeah, you know, there's organizations like NASA. Like, of course there's NASA. But there's no such thing as NASA. Like, they made it up. And, you know, well, one of the comments that we made. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's they like, did make it NASA. up. They did. It's like they your mom telling you you're up. different than everyone else. She made that up, too. You are yeah. different, but you're, you're maybe not, not, not you so, so unique that you think you are, you know? <laughs> I was talking to another friend who was alive when the space race was happening. And he said he remembered his parents going like, now... Don't get too excited about this because they're going to launch those people up in the air and they're going to die. Right. Like there were some people who were like, this is not going to work. And there's always going to be people that don't. And then they're obviously amazed when it does. Some of them really, like Josh said, they dug in. Let's talk about some of the elements of what was happening there. You had not only uh, like a tension of ideologies between Soviet Union and the United States. Yep. You also had a post-World you know, War II America and yes. world, really. So this was like the world 20 years after World War II to where it was just like coming back out of the slumber kind of. Everybody was rebuilt at least enough. I think it was another generation of people. You know, mm -hmm. they were kind of like, oh, what's our thing to do? Right? It kind of shook up the world order of like power and different things like that. You know, I mean, World War changes things. You also okay. had a... a, a 
audacious goal, time constrained. And here's the fun thing. There wasn't a wrong way to put somebody on the moon. No, just get them there. Just get them there. You launch them on the balloon if it worked. I mean, they wouldn't care, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, you'd care if you're the one that went up on the balloon. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying if it worked. If you got there, hey. But uh, also in that speech, remember that the goal was to land a man safely on the moon and return him to Earth. So he outlaid the entire mission. Like, we are going to put someone there, and they're going to come back okay. Pretty good vision caster right there. Yep. You know, when um, we think about that, part of the innovation was, you know, we'll need to consider something like this. What is that like? I don't know. Let's try it. And they tried it, right? Yeah. Obviously, like, the, it would fail. If, if it failed, we'd be telling a different story. But the point is, is that there weren't ideas that were thrown out just because they seemed a little bit out there. You're literally trying to put somebody out there. Yeah. Amen so let's get the out there so, ideas. Let's get that yeah. out there. We would say up north, the out there. Up north there. <laughs> but the first astronauts, it wasn't like a, I went to astronaut school. They were Air Force folks. Yeah. Right? They were pilots. They were test pilots. Yeah. They were the adrenaline junkies. I mean, if you talk to Buzz Aldrin today, I mean, he was one of those guys, you know, where they were they were more likely to eject out of their aircraft than they were to land it safely because they were trying all sorts of stuff. <laughs> that, that's an expensive experiment when you think about, oh, yeah, there goes that fighter plane. Huh. I wonder who's a, paying for that. We yeah, are. that's a million dollars. Yeah. For that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a cheap endeavor. So it costs things. Now, these are things that people took risks on. See, sometimes businesses get to the point or organizations where they're just trying to maintain what they've always done. That's different than consistency, right? Consistency is different than being predictable where like, well, we're going to do the same thing we did last year. Now, you say like, wasn't that kind of consistency? In shape and form, like you're showing up. But if you're consistently trying to be creative, but now you're managing to the fact like, well, we have this budget sheet and we have this and this constraint and blah, blah, blah. You know, when those things start to happen, that's when missions started to fail. When they said, you know, it's not the safety of the people or it's not the making sure it's the right way. It's like, how can we cut $5 million out of this, out of a, an enormous budget? Right. And that's when compromises began to enter in. And that's what you saw like in the 90s, a lot where you saw like there was some, some, falterings that happened and they had to correct those to make sure that everything moved forward. Right, Josh? I mean, for sure. I mean, I think that some of this is like, you have to think about to yourself is compromise what I need here. And in, in like the space race, no, it's not like, I'm not going to compromise because what happens when you compromise, you can't compromise the goal. The goal is I'm going to get to the moon. And I'm going to return somebody back. But I can compromise something else. Like, instead of, you know, three days of safety training, I'm not going to give one. I'm only going... There's always the human element that gets compromised because, honestly, the human element is the most fragile part of the whole thing. And because people make mistakes, people are not perfect, that people that aren't going to space might say, oh, they don't need $25 million to do the safety training thing. 
when in reality they probably need double that. But the twenty-five million was an engineer saying, "Hey, this is the minimum. You know, this is what I'm going to do here." And so that it all adds unto that whole idea, that whole feat, that fervor of this. Like, and then you start getting like these government entities start fighting against each other and it gets to the point where there is compromise made because the person at the top makes the decision. And so that's kind of like what we're kind of getting at with this whole episode. It's almost like the, yeah, the idea. There was a uniting of purpose. Yeah. 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 Around everything. And then it began to fracture. Well, you know, I got to manage this budget. Well, here's this priority. Yeah. Cause at first, I mean, I'm sure they were burning cash. Like you couldn't believe and they didn't care. And then once they, quote unquote, won, they're like, okay, let's manage the win now. And that when you get to that point innovation. of managing winning, that's the problem. Like, I don't always say it's a win or lose, but in some things it is. And I think if you have a good, solid you know, W on your hands, your people are going to be happy. The... For in this case, the citizens were happy. The country was happy. You know, then they're like, okay, how can we replicate that, but at half the cost? <laughs> yep. You know, and that's when they started getting into problems. Innovation is, by its nature, messy. If you think yeah. about a kitchen where you're making cupcakes, right? And let's say you had the whole supply chain of, like, got to grow the wheat, and you got to get the sugar, and all the stuff like that. And then you bring all those ingredients after the harvest, yeah, make a mess in the kitchen and you even had to make the knives and all the stuff like that to, to blend it and put the cake in the oven. You had to build the oven and all the kind of stuff. And that comes out and there's a cupcake and there's all this mess. You're going to look at that and go, why was all that needed to make that cupcake? It's like, cause you had to build all the things to support that cupcake. That seems like a really silly example, but this happens no, there. It's not, like, there's but not really, lots of Brian. other things you don't, re- you know, there's, like you don't like baking is that example, right? I need 97 ingredients to make one small thing. Now, I don't need all of those 97 ingredients. I don't need, like, the entire bag of flour and the entire thing of vanilla extract. I need just a little bit of everything. Now, finding the right proportions is the problem. You find that. You put it all together. Oh, I get this little thing out. But I have all this mess I got to clean up now. Now, if you're my dad, you just walk away. You're like, I'm good. I made the cupcake. You guys eat it. I'm fine. Right? My dad's great cook, but he is a terrible person to clean up after because there's pots burned down with stuff and everything. Now, when I cook, I'm actually cleaning up stuff as I go. And that's where we need to get to that point. Like, we need to say, okay, here's the goal. Here's how I get there. Here's how we make that mess to get there. But let's clean it up as we go. One thing that Josh does well, I've seen him cook also, is that he's mindful of his ingredients. And so, like, say, you know, we can use a little bit of this. We'll save some for another meal. Right? That's just like like life planning as far as, like, hey, here's how we're going to make our food have the most mileage it possibly can. Right? Sometimes it's an experiment. It doesn't work out. Other times you go, like, that green pepper there is going to be useful for something. But you know what? Like, the green pepper was in the building. You wouldn't have known like green pepper could have been a useful ingredient in something until it was. With that, remember that the fervor was like, we can all contribute in our own way to make this work. And it worked. You know, now is there better ways to do it? Yes. 
And we discovered some of those ways. It's right. way cheaper now to like launch, what is it now, $10,000 per pound to put something in orbit. And it used to be astronomically, no pun intended, well, pun intended, yeah, <laughs> to put something up in the air. I mean, it, it started expensive. off, I think, I think it started off at a million dollars a pound. And it, it's gone down to like 10000 you know, dollars a pound. That's getting better. So if you lose one pound, I mean, you're, you know, that much cheaper to launch an orbit. But I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the kind of thing that they think about, you know. Where's it's there, crazy. the question for you, well, question for you all as we kind of uh, maybe uh, put a comma here in this conversation is what are the areas where you feel like you could have a diverse community of people collaborating with the same kind of fervor for the space race, right? Playing to win, not saying we're going to go out there and not lose. Yeah. My gosh, we're going to go so out there and give inspiring. it the old college try. No, yeah, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to, I'm going to beat that college over the head with a hammer and then I'm going to stand <laughs> upon its grave. That's what I want. So, <laughs> Oh goodness. To win, to win. Think we play of- to win, you know? Will you shoot a man in yeah. the back? Of course I will. It's the safest way. You know, because he's, oh he's not looking at me. He's not looking at me. But that's where this podcast went down. I might edit that part <laughs> out, Bri, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about winning to win. And how do you get into a situation and think, I'm going to win this, not I'm just going to be an also ran? You know, so there's always those... there's a lot of also rans in a in a, in a world of also rans, and everyone thinks that that's winning. But you're still just, I mean, it's okay to do that, but it's if that's not your goal. Like I don't think a lot of if people you're... get into something and think oh, I'm gonna be like okay at this. And you really have to be circumspect on ferreting those places out. I tell my children, I said, "Do you win Monopoly by going around the board?" And collecting two hundred dollars, they're like, "No," I said, "You're right." I said, "How do you win Monopoly? It's by buying property, making deals, and trying to get the person to give you that one color property that you to don't make have the monopoly. in order to get it." Yeah, before you roll your dice, you're trying to like work a deal. That game, you could just go around the board and say, "I like going around the board," but you don't approach it that way. You approach it to win. And there's those stale places in your life. This is your encouragement to find like, where are all those places and where am I playing? Where should I play to win? Yeah. I think that's a great uh, place to put a comma, huh, Brian? Let's do it. All right. So until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.